The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. Ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us. Monday through Friday, we are live in studio, making moves Monday. Demery Lachey's here in studio. Uh, actually, I'm riding solo today once again. Uh, Kwame Lasseter is out. Kurt, Doug, nowhere to be found. I don't know where these gentlemen are at, but I am here live in studio. Ton of sports to discuss, to talk about, to get into. I don't know where to begin. Um, I just had breaking news about JT Barrett, the Ohio State quarterback, in which we all know. The kid got into some trouble this past weekend, a little uh, drinking and driving, got pulled over for an intoxicated driver, and now just breaking those bear to forfeit scholarship uh, for a term. That, I guess that's the agreement that was reached upon um, Urban Meyer and obviously uh, JT Barrett. Uh, we'll discuss that later on in the show. Uh, a couple other stories coming out. Double cephalosha. Um, you know, having his issues with the New York Police Department and about his broken leg and how he's ready to file a lawsuit, um, a huge lawsuit against the uh, NYPD after his altercation that happened last season where he ended up in a broken leg. And also, uh, tons of football, tons of Sunday football, a lot of upsets. Saturday, uh, a couple of upsets were tended to happen, um, but and it was some great football being played all weekend. I mean, definitely. Yesterday, all the way up until last night with the Broncos uh, taking care of business. I mean, just getting all over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last night. We'll discuss later on that, later on down the road in the show. You know how this show goes. We jump from topic to topic, jumping in and peeing in and out. Uh, but we're going to start off definitely in this first segment. Uh, last night, congrats. Well deserved to your 2015 World Series uh, MLB national champs in the Kansas City Royals finishing up what they started last season. I remember last season uh, when when uh, World Series ended last year in the Game Seven and the Royals taking a loss to the Giants. Um, you know, me and Kwame both were discussing about the Royals. They will be back in the place and they will be back in the game. Now, throughout the regular season and how it went, you know, Royals have flashes of you know being, them being great, eh, them being not so great, and other teams making a lot of noise like the Cubbies, like. Uh, the Pirates, the Cardinals, um, but the Royals, they once again found a way to get into the playoffs, found a way to dominate the playoffs, and especially in the World Series of play. You could tell that this team wanted it from last season. Uh, they wanted to get this victory, get this ring on their side, and they uh, they did what was you know the unthought of, getting right back into the World Series of play and finishing on top in which they wanted to last season. I think they deserved it last season um, better. I think it was a easier route for sure last season I think they it would have been a icing on the cake last season a little better than what it was this season I mean this year we kind of knew once the Royals obviously they were the favorites to win the World Series against the Mets uh first you know title 
two Kansas City Royals to the Royals organization in 30 years. That's another just incredible story. You know, you get the NBA champions and the Warriors in their 40 year, and now you have, you know, the Kansas City uh, Royals being, you know, the, the champion after 30 years. These long stories uh, being built upon, and you're seeing these, you know, smaller organizations, smaller markets, I guess you could say, finally getting, finding their way back on top, and congrats to the Royals. Uh, huge ninth inning um, display last night. I was watching, flipping it back and forth between the Broncos and the Packers and obviously the Royals-Mets game. But uh, I tuned into the Mets in the uh, Royals game for quite some time. After I saw the Mets being up 2-0, I believe it was like the bottom of the eighth, and I started to think, well, I guess, you know, there, there's going to be a game six. I guess we're going back to Kansas City, and I flipped the channel right back, and it's the bottom of the ninth, and the game was tied 2-2. And they were ready to go into extra innings. And I was like, oh, oh, man. Oh, boy. You better get your popcorn ready. Oh, God. Uh, the Royals look like they have found a way back into this series. And I guess they want, these boys want to end this thing tonight. Um, I, I believe, like, because it was different watching the game. Um, it, was, it was around, like, the fifth inning or the fifth or sixth inning. And, you know, the Mets being up, it was just a hostile game at that moment. I mean, no, you know, big runs were. Um, happening, the game just felt really still at one point. And, you know, with the Mets being up, you know, 2-0 at the time, you know, I figured, okay, I I think the Mets, I think they're ready to put this one um, to close, put this one in the end, and the game just felt so mellow out until, you know, that ninth inning. The Royals come back. The bats get to going in the bottom or the top of the ninth, and, they found a way to get the two runs. Not only that, they go into extra innings after extra inning after extra inning to the twelfth inning, and the bats came alive. Uh, I believe that you know the pitching finally dwindled down of the Mets organization. Obviously, we already knew when it, once it got into extra innings, it was pretty scary for the Mets because they throw in their best guys. You know, past couple of games, past couple of innings. Um, it, soon as you know that it got kept getting deeper and deeper, and Kansas City kept finding ways to extend the game. I was getting even more worried for the Mets. Even the Mets fans, you could tell. Like, it was just still throughout the stadium. Um, the, throughout the organization, you saw the guys on the team and in the dugout. You know, you saw the manager just felt you – just, you just saw things just look just totally different. Like, the body language from the fans, the body language from the players themselves. Uh, a lot of open mouths, you know, just looking around, you know, with big eyes – uh, staring around at each other, and you didn't see that at the beginning of the game. You saw a lot of rallying. You saw a lot of emotion, and everything just became still in those extra innings because they knew, holy crap, if this game keeps going on, Kansas City will find a way because of the deep pitching that the Royals have. It's it, you know, It was their game seven. It was basically like, hey, we can put it, you know, balls to the walls. We can see what happens, and that's exactly what happened. Definitely going into the top of the 12th, uh, the Royals, the bats came alive, and they just got a rocking against a Rocky Mets uh you know, pitching staff are very, you know, just that staff was just very tired. You know, that that rotation of the pitching was, you could tell throughout the series, they were, you know, pretty done. And the Royals found a way. They they got the bats going. Um, Kane had a great all-around series. Escobar got it going. I mean, it was literally five straight runs just like that. Ball game, that's your series, that's your season. Um, you know, big ups to the Mets. Uh, big ups to the Mets, and I, they, they really improved – Proved to me, you know, that they were a team to be reckoned with. You know, all season, a lot of teams weren't ready to jump on the bandwagon. For the Mets or not, you know, especially New York fans being Mets or Yankees and going back and forth in which the Yankees had great success. And 
the little story, you know, behind it all was the Mets were winning ball games out of the East Coast. You know, it was everyone's so used to seeing the Yankees, the Pirates, uh, the Red Sox winning year after year, and the Mets finally found a way. It was a great story all season long. They found a way to, you know, win a ton of ball games, get them to the World Series. It was a great story. Came up short. Um, I believe they were pretty pretty fatigued um, in the end here in this last series. And Royals, you know, coming off this, like I said before, the tremendous season last season, they were ready to put this, you know, in the bag. They were ready to capture this moment, finish what they started from last season, and you know, to come out on, on top as champions. Like I said before, I thought last season they they looked even more of a threat of a dominating force last season, especially in the playoffs when they haven't lost a game until, the, you know, the World Series. Uh, with, you know, the Royals catcher, um, Perez being the MVP uh, of the series, I mean, I, I believe it's well-deserved. The guy went 8 for 22 um, at the play, a couple of doubles, scoring, you know, three runs, had two RBIs. Was batting uh, 364, 391 with the you know hitters in scoring position. I mean, it's, he had a phenomenal series. Great leader, of course. As we all know, the game of baseball, uh, the three most important positions are the three positions kind of in a row. You think about it as catcher, pitcher, center fielder. Uh, center fielder obviously runs the outfield. The the pitcher and the catcher, you know, the pitcher tries, you know, obviously has a big moment and. Putting his ball, you know, in the movement, in the places, having the right velocity, putting your team into certain positions, getting guys in the ground balls and double play moments. But the catcher, he's like the quarterback of of, of the team. He the one, you know, the one who out goes, out sees the field, is that emotional leader, lets everyone know, you know, pitch after pitch, uh, out after out, let them know, hey, we have this many outs. This is what's going on. If we need to make a shift, he gets the call from the dugout about where to put the placement of the ball. Gives it to the sign to the pitcher. He runs the show. And to have that, you know, that leader, Perez, in winning the MVP and having him um, stand out not only on the field, you know, when the field is in play, but also up at bat. You know, him bringing uh, a consistent bat to the plate, being an emotional leader. I mean, it was literally a great time, a great deal for, you know, uh, Salvador Perez to come out. And having the most valuable player, having the most valuable concept, so it was a great deal to, to feel that and see that as well. Great all around series for for the Royals, and I, I congratulate them. You know, I had I had a couple of doubts going into the series. I know I was a, a little bit on the on the Mets bandwagon, um, constantly just seeking and you know grieving into the series that they won beforehand. And I was just like, you know what, I, I think the Mets may have a chance that I was, I was on their back. I thought, I didn't think the Royals were, you know, all the way there enough. They, you know, struggled, um, throughout this, you know, the series before. And, you know, that, that all came wrong. Yeah. I could tell, you know, once the Royals got there, you just saw a, a whole new face. You saw their identity come back. The pitching, you know, came back alive, the hitting, Oh my goodness, the bats game after game was, was there for the Royals. Even the games that, even the game that they lost, you know, they came out very hot. And then, you know, the Mets got it rolling, but I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the Royals, they had their titles, they had their, you know, their minds on the title set. They wanted to get this series over with. Um, now you get into talks about, okay, obviously, you know, what the day after, we can't even get these guys 24 hours to celebrate, but we got to start, start that discussion. How about next season? You know, can they repeat? Well, of course they can. You know, they're like I said, they're a small marketing team. They're not, you know, your Red Sox, your Yankees, your your L.A. Dodgers, 
you're not going to lose a lot. A lot of guys want to, you know, stay together. Uh, they got they got a young team still. This team is, you know, something to be reckoned with for the next couple of years. You know, until these contracts are up, until you know, some player movements are, you know, are going to happen. Obviously, they're. The manager's not going anywhere, and, you know, I feel as if the strong unit, they could keep, you know, that core group together. They could keep, you know, Perez and, and uh, Escobar. You know, they keep these guys together and go for another run. I, I believe they still have it under the belt. Obviously, going into next season, they are the favorites already. And I hate, you know, displaying, um, you know, early predictions, especially a year early. You don't even get these guys 25 hours to celebrate. But it, it's something fun to tack into and to get into. Why not? You know, I think about the Cubbies, the Chicago Cubs, and the the wonderful success they had in finally getting back to the playoffs, finally winning in the playoffs, and almost reaching the World Series with their young group, with their young team, especially all the moves that they made in the last couple of years. Uh, they remind me of the Royals last season. You know, they got the taste of the playoffs, taste of having success in the playoffs, and almost getting to that World Series, um, you know, matching like the Royals did last season. I think that helped. The Royals know, okay, we know how it is when it comes to playoff time. We know how to get back to the World Series, which is phenomenal. The Cubs, now they have to find a way to get to the World Series. And hopefully, you know, they will find a way to win it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Cubs, you know, uh, because to see that franchise, you know, snap and flip over from what they were the year before and the year after year, uh, to see them make as many changes as quick as they did, it, it's a phenomenal story to reach. And I think the Cubs will be in there, you know, um, right in there. I think the Mets will be – they'll be right back in it. Can't sleep on the Cardinals, the Giants, obviously San Francisco Giants. They will find a way to get back into it. L.A. Dodgers, Angels have so much talent. Who knows? But I think if you look at next season already, I mean, the Royals obviously the favorite. And you got to go with either the Mets or the Cubs, you know, fighting for that one – for that 2A, 2B conversation. Um, and it starts now. You know, that conversation starts now, going to the off season, going to spring training coming up. Uh, congrats to the Royals. Hopefully we'll see them again next season in the World Series. It's just a phenomenal team to watch. But we got to take a quick break here. After the break, we're going to get into some football, man. Tons of football over the weekend. Um, tons of storylines jumping out. Ohio State in their deal. The NBA season also uh, kicking off. Some teams are coming out to play. Some teams are being a lot, pretty bit of disappointment. So we're going to talk about it more after the break here. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in to the Carmen Lasseter Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144. It's the number to call in. Join us on the show anytime. Demi Lachey is here in studio, uh, riding this thing solo, solo today. Tons of news, tons of stories that jumped out from the weekend. Uh, I want to get into this this discussion um, during Ohio State's bye week. Obviously, we all know Ohio State football being number one in the country. They had a bye week this week, so obviously the players, you know, doing their own thing. Coaches giving them time off and getting their mind right for the finish of the season. You know, the second half of the season and making sure you guys got their mind right and, you know, not getting into anything, any nonsense, just getting away from football a little bit. Uh, some guys get away from football a little too much. I remember my, my bye week uh, moments. Um, yeah, it's a time where you can actually breathe, get away from football, enjoy being a college student, um, just the student part, not not the athlete necessarily. I mean, obviously you're still working out, you're still going to practice, but it allows you to, you know, focus in on school, on academics and whatnot. And also, you know, to be around friends, to be around the campus, to go spend some time, you know, with these uh, individuals that's, you know, coming out to your each and every game, cheering you on. Gives you time to sit back and relax and actually go and, you know, talk to everyone. Gets you a chance, like I said, to be an official college student for a week. Um, Also gives you time maybe to go home if you live close enough. So the bye week is is a very important week, especially in college. Um, Especially right now, you know, with finals or, you know, exams also to being in the play, it's a lot that goes on, um, and the bye week is well needed. Heck, if I'm shooting for um, the campaign here for college athletes, I would definitely would say, hey, why not have two or three bye weeks? Because it's it's very necessary. It's very necessary. We need. I guarantee the coaches will love it as well. Gives them a chance to get out and recruit. You know, get off campus a little bit, get away from all, all the fire, get away from the media, and come back and prepare for the next game. And you know, with Ohio State being number one, obviously they're under. The telescope here. Obviously, they're under the binoculars, uh, very hard, and you know, always aware of all situations. And the target is on their back. Story that really jumped out to me. I mean, it it really caught me um, off guard. Really surprised me is the story that dropped out. I believe it was Saturday, early Saturday morning. Uh, Ohio State quarterback J.T. Barrett, who just recently just got promoted up to the starting quarterback um, from Cardale Jones' standpoint and was promoted to the starting quarterback last week. Had a huge game, phenomenal game, um, balled out, lights out, and, you know, was had you know had a lot of momentum behind his back. People didn't know how Ohio State was going to respond and, you know, with Cardale Jones going to the bench and now full-time JT Barrett. I mean, there really is no, like, you know, lack off or anything like that. I mean, obviously, you know, JT Barrett proved himself to be a very successful uh, college football athlete in quarterback position, but, you know, you really didn't know. Um, but he was promoted to starter, had the huge victory, 49-7 over Rutgers. Obviously, you know, Ohio State looked like the Ohio State of last season. No worries. Let's get this thing on the move. And 
Then early Saturday morning, there was an arrest made, and it was JT Barrett. Guy just got promoted. Guy just had, a, you know, another JT Barrett moment of, you know, a very successful game. Um, got Ohio State back on track. You know, everybody's jumping back on the bandwagon, their national championship team. Look at this team again. And starting quarterback, you know, gets in trouble, gets caught, intoxicated behind the wheel, um, driving a motorized vehicle uh, under in the influence, or I guess you could say over the influence. And, you know, I, did, I didn't know what to expect after this. I was very shocked because a guy like JT Barrett, I mean, he's fought for every moment he's had at Ohio State. He doesn't seem like, and I, and I know for sure he's not that guy um, who contingent, who you know, who probably continue to do these actions and have these moments. I, I don't see that with JT Barrett. I see it, you know, being a mistake, having it being bi week. Um, you know, you're used to some type of regiment and now you're off your regiment. So, like I said, you get time to be a regular college student. You get time to, you know, uh, be away from football, be away from under the microscope necessarily. But you're always being watched. And, you know, the campus police or the Columbus police pulled over JT Barrett. Gave him his citation and, you know, let the news know, let the world know that this guy was cited. And I thought it was going to be over after that. Yeah, I thought that was it. You know, he was getting cited. Urban Meyer may suspend him for a game, suspend him for a half. Um, You know, you got your leading quarterback who just got promoted, man. And this situation happens. And it it really shocked me, caught me off guard when I woke up early Saturday or – I was very shocked. I was like, wow, man, this kid, like, he, he's very mature. He's been known as a mature guy, mature leader, you know, on and off the field, especially, you know, during the game where you're fighting for a QB position between yourself, Cardell Jones, Braxton Miller at one point, you know, and then it gets down to just two and, you know, between Cardell and, and JT Barrett and the maturity that, that Barrett has showed on the field, you know, he could have, you know, said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go transfer. I know I can play at any other university in the country, which I do agree. Um, but you saw the maturity. He stayed. You know, he focused in on, you know, being a starter week in and week out, no matter if he was literally the starting quarterback, which, you know, no matter how many reps he had during the game or not, he showed the maturity, grabbing guys on the sideline, giving them advice, talking to them, coaching them through, talking to Cardell. You know, you saw, you still seen that JT Barrett that we saw last season. And to the point, you know, Urban Meyer was like, you know what, he's healthy enough. He's been a mature leader. Let's switch gears now and let's go with uh, JT as a starter. So obviously he's proven himself. But, you know, you, you just got to watch yourself, you know, especially at a huge university. Um, like Ohio State. Now, I'm not blaming the law. You know, obviously the police was doing his job. You know, obviously um, caught this man behind the wheel after being intoxicated. But you have to watch yourself. Some of those campus or, you know, whatever police around the city, they look at you and, you know, want to make sure that you're doing okay. And some look at you and ready to gain the big story. And Now, I'm not throwing any shade towards any um, officers of the law out there, but I've seen situations where, you know, cats, you know, go out, you know, having, you know, the name around town, seen at the bar and, you know, had a couple of drinks, get behind the wheel, which is which is silly. You know, we do have taxis. We do have Ubers. You got to be smart. And but, you know, these guys feel like they're untouchable. So they get behind the wheel, of course. And the police officer literally like one of the officers are literally around the area, sees the guy, sees, you know, whoever this may be, guy or gal. And watches them the whole time, waits until they get into their car behind the wheel, 
and then they want to follow and then throw on the lights and have the story for the next day to celebrate. And, you know, I, I don't really, you know, I can't really rah-rah about that moment. I can't back that up. Uh, but at the same time, you have to be smart, you know, smarter than what's out there. You have to be smarter than getting behind the wheel, JT Barrett. You have to know, you know, that you have the number one team um, in the country at your hand, at the palm of your hand. You're now the starting quarterback. He probably could, he probably could lose his starting position once again, you know, for the remainder of the season. Let Cardell Jones come out against Minnesota and play lights out. Who knows? You know, who knows where Urban Meyer really feels or how he feels and what he sees in JT Barrett now. Um, that this incident situation has happened. Not only that, the breaking news today, uh, recently, Urban Meyer says that JT Barrett will lose his scholarship for a remainder of the semester. Wow. You know, it. that is pretty, that's tough. But obviously, you know, playing in a huge organization or a huge uh, program like Ohio State, you know, the bigger punishment, the bigger the rules, you know, the bigger uh, the roles you have to play, in which, you know, I can't really doubt Urban Meyer. He's setting the tone. He's he's letting them know, like, hey, this is not no, you know, it's not no knockoff university here. This is, you know, the Ohio State. We are a national championship program. If you mess up like a national champion, you know, you're going to suffer like a national championship program. Not necessarily suffer, but you're going to get in trouble. You're going to have consequences on a national championship level of a consequence standpoint. And that's the level, that's the tone that uh, Urban Meyer definitely set with JT Barrett, um, you know, pulling his scholarship for the remainder of the semester. Now, literally, you know, he will, you know, obviously I think he'll have enough money probably, you know, built up from, um, you know, the little stipend checks that you receive in JT Barrett or what he received this season so far. He does, you know, financial aid may play a point. So, I mean, he will be fine. He will obviously still be playing quarterback. Uh, I guess in this quote-unquote moment, he'll be a walk-on considered for a semester. He didn't kick JT Barrett, you know, out of the program onto the streets, which I, you know, condone Urban Meyer. You know, many other coaches would, you know, they would be quick to pull the trigger and let that guy go, you know, over a mistake like this. I mean, obviously, you know, the guy didn't harm anyone. He didn't kill anyone. He didn't fight a female. Um you know, no domestic violence was played in this moment. So uh, Urban Meyer, he knows that he can coach up on this moment. He knows that he, if he let JT Bear just go out and just do whatever he wants to do and kick him off the team, who knows what will happen. Now, pulling a scholarship is definitely setting the tone, setting him, hey, you know, this is not, you know, don't take this thing for granted. You know, you got to seize your moment. You got to seize your opportunity. This is a huge opportunity to play the starting quarterback um, by pulling a scholarship, making him, you know, understand, like, you know, these moments like this, you cannot happen. And I think JT Bear will see this as a positive. Uh, I see this kid growing from this moment. Um, I don't see it, you know, har- you know, harnessing Ohio State. I mean, obviously they got a pretty um, couple of weeks ahead of them before they get into battle against Michigan State and then finishing the season at Michigan at Ann Arbor, the regular season here. And, you know, this is a great move. I think it's real deserved for him to be suspended for sure. For him to pull a scholarship for the rest of the term, I do agree with, yes. Uh, obviously, you know, he can uh, get his scholarship right back after the season, which I believe so that will happen in the next semester, which begins in January. Let's remember that. Uh, but setting his tone as a head coach for everyone, I think it's a great – he did it the right way. He did a great deal. Uh, I think if you let a kid go like that, 
uh, it, not only will it tarnish, you know, the 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 organiz- the program, but also the player in himself, the human, the adult that JT Barrett is. You know, he's an adult. We all make mistakes. Uh, we all have to pay our consequences as well. Thank God he's not behind bars. You know, thank God he still gets to strap up uh, Ohio State uniform. And I'm, I guarantee you, after this Minnesota game, he will be placed back into the starting quarterback position unless Cardale Jones plays lights out like he did on this way to winning the national championship last season. So this gives, you know, Cardale another boost. You know, it gives him another time to flourish and to make what's best of this um, opportunity that uh, he's presented with once again. So uh, we'll see how this whole situation turned out. I just wanted to get a talk on it a little bit. I talked a little bit uh, longer than I wanted to about it, but uh, it, it, it's well-deserved. I mean, obviously they had the limelight on them. They are a team that to be reckoned with still and looking for their national championship back-to-back years uh, with the national championship coach as an as a um, Urban Meyer and the players they have around them. They still have the talent. Um, no question that this team will still be winning. I think they'll still get the victory over Minnesota coming up. But to all the other, you know, college athletes, players, ladies, men, um, you got to be careful, especially on your down weeks, on your bye weeks. I know, you know, you get into a scheme of things that you're not used to. You're getting away from the um, from the sport. You know, you're getting back into reality. You just have to be careful. You you know, especially here in the winning program. You know, that, that microscope gets a little bit bigger. You know, you get a lot more eyes tending to you looking at you. You just have to be careful. And I hope JT Bear learns from this situation and, you know, can grow from it. Carmen Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We got to take another break, man. After the break here, I will be discussing uh, multiple NFL games this past weekend. Some great games, some great NBA games as well. Came down to the wire. The Westbrook Durant show is, is already starting up. Um, I can't wait to discuss more about that. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Huge game last night. Huge game between two undefeated teams going at it. Had a lot of poise, a lot of noise being made all week between the Green Bay Packers, Denver Broncos. Who's better? Who's really, you know, the real undefeated team and... You know, just a lot of noise uh, being brought upon going into this game last night. I mean, it was 
it was a great Sunday night football, you know, lead into the two undefeated teams. I mean, we've been waiting for two great teams to go at it at a primetime level, primetime television. And we got that display last night, uh, particularly just for one team, though, of greatness. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show, we are back in, back live um, here on Monday, man. Making Moves Monday, Demi Lachey's here in studio talking about Sunday night football game and how in the world did this game get out of hand? Where are the Packers? Where do they stand? Are, do you still believe in Aaron Rodgers or not? Let's start off by talking about – I'd like to start talking about the dominating performance. Uh, I'd like to get into, you know, what stands out because they get the lead and, you know, it's a well-deserved lead positioning and, and you know, any story, any topic that you get into. So with that note, i got to give a, a, a ton of kudos, um, standing ovation, clapping hands to the Denver Broncos defense. Oh, my goodness. I mean, going into the season – Past few years, they ha- they have a ton of big names on the defensive side of the football. You know, you got your guys, uh, Keeb Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr., DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, T.J. Ward, you know, making transition from Cleveland. He's been there for about two years now in Denver. Uh, Bradley Roby coming out of Ohio State. I can go on and on. Knightson. I can go on and on and on about this Denver Broncos, you know, the talent standpoint. And the scariest thing about this defense, even the backups. I mean, these guys play hard. Uh, this whole organization, that, that defensive standpoint, these guys are ready to go in any and every moment. And the scariest thing about this this group, I was telling people all the time, man, it's going to be terrifying once this team figure, figure it out. Once they figure out who they are, figure out that identity on that defensive standpoint, they can embarrass a ton of football teams out here in the NFL, let alone the AFC. I mean, we all know how the talent level is in the AFC compared to the NFC. But to take down the best quarterback in football, who I, I think is still in question mark. You know, I've been saying I think Tom Brady still has that, still has it. As, as big as a Colts fan I am, it, it, it kills me to say it each and every day. But – you know, I gotta get respect. Respect is, you know, respect is due. Tom Brady is, you know, still the man of the NFL. He is still the MVP, um, especially this season thus far. Uh, Tom Brady is still the best quarterback in football. Not because of last night of how Aaron Rodgers and Peyton, Peyton Manning looked great. Peyton Manning, I mean, had a lot of talk about, you know, does he still have it? He's losing it. Get weekend, weekend after week. Sunday after Sunday, you seeing his talent fall back. You know he's going, getting closer to that AGE, which is catching up to him. But he proved that he's here. He's proved that he's here to stay. That he has, you know, a couple, a little fire in him. And you know, you getting so used to seeing Peyton Manning do these little dump down passes. You know, year after year, past couple of seasons with the Broncos, he he's scared to attack downfield. You know, you don't see those deep bombs to Demarius Thomas, Demarius Sanders like you did. You know, a year before, has a little softer touch on the throws. Last night, I mean, he, it, it was it was a great show. Peyton Manning was sitting in the pocket, was, was rarely in touch, had Clay Matthews, you know, uh, down his throat a little bit until Matthews got uh, injured, you know, late in that second half, uh, early in the second half. And you saw Peyton Manning take his time, attack that defense, you know, in which – you know, was regarded as one of the best defenses. I think it's the best scoring defense in the NFL. Uh, 
don't you know let me know if I'm wrong or not but the Green Bay Packers defense you know showed up this season uh better than ever you know better than what they ever displayed gave Aaron Rodgers some hope you know some help on that defensive side Peyton Manning just pieced them apart was going through his whole progression was attacking downfield had a lot of velocity on them throws too I mean I don't know where these critics you know I, I hope you know this can put them back in their seats and they can buckle up their seatbelt a little bit more but um Peyton Manning still has it. Peyton Manning dis- displayed and showed that, hey, I'm still here to be reckoned with. This uh, 7-0 and season that you are, are seeing is, is, is not a fluke. Um, but he showed that he's still here. Now let's go back to that Denver's defense. Aaron Rodgers was in trouble ever since kickoff, since the game started. I mean, he just looked dazed. He looked so out of it. They looked, They came out that Packers offense just looked so flat and everybody was so sold oh my god this Packers offense best offense in the NFL and I've been saying it week after week I don't know I'm not they they, they just don't look the you know the exact same um they, they you know they just look like a step behind and you know they're they're obviously being 6-0 winning ball games against some tough tough um teams but uh, you know during throughout those games it was literally like one play here one he- play there couple penalties you know that saved the Bronco or I'm sorry the Green Bay Packers and some victories you know and that's that's what I've seen and I'm telling people like let's not necessarily jump on the bandwagon now calling Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback in football ah he does have the talent but I think it's still in Tom Brady's hands you know it's still in Tom Brady's hands to lose and it, it showed last night you know no Aaron Rodgers did not throw any interceptions but when you get Aaron Rodgers just throwing balls in, you know, blank areas, got him throwing the ball out of bounds, that's like Aaron Rodgers throwing an interception. That's what you want to get out of it. When you see Eddie Lacy only rushing for 38 yards on 11 carries, that's what you want out of your defense. This, this Broncos defense is, you know, hands down the best defense in the NFL. Everyone's seen the Jets. Uh, last couple of weeks, yeah, they got some work to do. Uh, Revis Island, he's still holding it down, but everyone else – yeah, let's go back to the drawing boards, Tom Bowles, Tom Bowles, before it gets too late. Even with Ryan Fitzpatrick out, and whoever thought out, you know, the day of I'll speak of Ryan Fitzpatrick being an important role, but obviously with Geno in hell, yeah, let, 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 let's move on from that. But this Broncos defense is playing phenomenal. They displayed it last night. The talent is finally coming together. Um, it's a scary unit to see. Seeing, you know, guys like Brandon Marshall step up, Sylvester Williams. I mean, these guys... Uh, Trevathan, obviously, he's one of my favorites on that Broncos defense. These guys are ready to go. And they're displaying it at a high level, tearing up Aaron Rodgers, only to allow him to go 77 passing yards. Are you kidding me? I would not have – going 14 for 22, only eight incompletions now. Was sacked three times, but he couldn't find anyone. It wasn't just – the pressure that was on Aaron Rodgers. He only got sacked three times. It wasn't the pressure. It was that defense. It was the 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 coverage. Um, tons of man-to-man. You know, I saw a lot of man-to-man last night. Uh, the Broncos were not hesitant. They did not back down against Aaron Rodgers and his troops. And they showed that, you know, they are a force to be reckoned with in this NFL. Aaron Rodgers, 77 yards? Ooh. Wake up. You know, that's, that's a bad dream. To only net it of 50 yards. Ooh. That, that, that says something. I don't know if it's more about the defense or Aaron Rodgers. I think I, I'm going to lean to the line of, you know, more of that Broncos defense. 
you got to give credit when credit is due. Um, phenomenal game. I think the Broncos are, are they're, they're serious. They're the real deal. Um, you know, they're going to make a lot of noise with Cincinnati. Now we're down to four. Cincinnati Bengals getting their victory yesterday in a close win against the uh, Steelers in Pittsburgh. That's a huge win for Andy Dalton and the troops and A.J. Green. Uh, now you, you do have the Patriots who dominate as well. Broncos dominating their performance. And now you got the Carolina Panthers going against the Indianapolis Colts tonight. Monday Night Football, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game to, to watch, to tune into, um, see if the Colts can find you know something going on that offense against this tough-minded, uh, ready-to-go Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, um football team. If you want to see great football, you know, all around play, tune into the Carolina Panthers tonight. It, it, this is a great team without, you know, superstar names on the offensive standpoint besides Cam Newton. But honestly, I mean, Cam is not no, you know, he's not a Tom Brady. He's not a Rodgers. He's not a Manning. But he is a load of talent. He he has other talents that these guys don't have. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a huge game for the Colts. See where they're at. They take another loss, in which I'm predicting they will. They will be three and five and tied for first place with the Houston Texans at three and five in the AFC South division, in which the winner will actually get a home game. Whoever wins that division will get a home game in the playoffs. <laughs> Question marks. Um, but you know this this is a huge game for both for both teams. You know it shows that if Carolina's for real, the real deal, are they the real deal to run the NFC? Period. Then they're on display. Other teams are on their heels though. Arizona Cardinals getting a victory on the road in Cleveland, in which they bounce back going 27 unanswered. Whew. St. Louis Rams getting a victory. Minnesota Vikings, in which no one is talking about with them sitting at 5-2. You know, and this is for Carolina to actually come out and show that they are the real deal. And I think and the way they win this game, because the Colts are beat up. Their, their mind is not into football. I don't know what is going on at the top of the organization. Everything that begins, it's at the top. And what's going on right now at the top of the, that organization, is, it's pretty scary. And you, for Carolina to come out and win this game, you know, by three or two, that has a lot to say about Carolina. I think they, they have the ability to destroy this team. They have the right mindset, it seems like. A lot of smiles that's going on uh, from Cam Newton and uh, Norwood. And, you know, this, this the whole unit is, is looking very, very strong. So if they come out and destroy the Colts, that will show to me that they are the real deal and they're going to run this show for the, for the rest of the season from the NFC standpoint. If the Colts find a way, this is, the, this is the game. Why not do it on national televised scene? Everybody's watching. Monday Night Football, you get all your, your, all your old college teammates, all your, the guys around the NFL, everybody tunes in on Monday night. Your competitors are watching, your scouts, the coaches, GMs. Everyone's watching. So the Colts find a way to, you know, to peel this one out. It'll be a huge win for them. Who knows? It's it's, it's a big game. It's, it's, it'll be a fun game to watch. I can't I can't wait to watch it, to tune in it, tune into it. Uh, I think it will definitely cover um over a tremendous weekend of a football period. I mean, there was some great games being played yesterday. How about that Giants and Saints game? Man, I want to talk about that a little bit more after the break because we're going to take a break here in a couple minutes. But the all-around um, 
you know, weekend in sports. It was a, it was a great weekend, especially kickoff, you know, Halloween weekend, first of the month being yesterday, uh, kicking off the month for November. It, it'll be a fun deal to see, you know, how this, how this game tonight will end. Um, it's around that season. You know, football games are going to get even crazier. Every game is going to have a bigger moment. It's going to have a bigger uh, story to, you know, to the season. It's around that time. You know, NBA is kicking off, but it's still the NFL, and it's going to be the NFL for quite some time right now. And literally being halfway through the season, this is the time to tune in. Coming up after the break, we got we got to go into another break here. After the break, we're going to discuss more NFL games that happened, um, NCAA games, also the NBA Worlds being kicked off. Call me last of the Sports Talk Show. Please don't change the dial, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, Welcome now we're back. here. Welcome back in to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Man, when I hear that song, I think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about them Bucks? Getting a huge victory um, on the road in Atlanta. Now they're sitting two and one. I repeat, two and one in the division right now, and you know having a huge victory over the Atlanta Falcons in the division leading um, Atlanta Falcons, and huge victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, getting them boys right back on track. Um, also, you know, huge game by uh, I believe the gentleman name is Quan Alexander. Linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rookie, um, rookie linebacker, lost his brother the day before. Literally played twenty four hours later, had a phenomenal game. Had two turnovers um, on his end. He had an interception actually called back. Next, very next play, um, stri- stripped Julio Jones in a you know huge gain that uh, big play that Julio Jones and Matt Ryan hooked up. And Quan Alexander came up from behind, literally took the ball out this man's. <laughs> out this man's hands and um, almost returned it all the way back. And, you know, he had another interception uh, throughout the game or earlier in the game as well. So 
Uh, huge kudos. He had 11 tackles overall. I mean, huge kudos to that gentleman right there. He did receive the game ball in the Buccaneers standpoint. And now the Bucks are back in discussion. I mean, literally, they're sitting still 3-4, and four, but they're 2-1 in the division. Um, Atlanta, you know, I believe they were the favorites going into the season, and now they're sitting behind, obviously, Carolina sitting 6-0, and oh, in which they have the big game tonight. And also New Orleans, man, New Orleans Saints. Huge victory over the New York Giants. How about this? How about this NFC South division, huh? Some fun football being played. Uh, it's fun to see the lights of Devontae Freeman. Um, you know, running the football for Atlanta, still running that thing hard, but coming up short as a team overall. But this is a fun division once again. Um, last season, they you know they took a lapse. They, I believe, uh, Panthers got into the playoffs with a losing record, which I did not respect at all. But this season, I mean, this division is rolling. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's fun to watch these teams play. The fun to watch New Orleans play. Fun to see them beat the Giants, beat the Colts. It's fun to see you know Atlanta starting up the season off. What were they like four and zero, five and zero before taking a couple losses down? Carolina Panthers rolling. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about them getting some victories? James Newton trying to grow up. This is a fun division to watch. You know, if you want to see a fun football team, tune into any of these teams. I like watching Tampa Bay play. These guys get after it. They're a young bunch that's looking to win under Lovey Smith, you know, and they're a fun group to watch. Unlike the NFC or yeah, the NFC East. Now, I didn't want to touch on this too much, but it is uh, one of the biggest news stories that's out right now, and that's uh, obviously the, Cal- the Dallas Cowboys took a loss to the Seattle Seahawks by point. In which I thought the Cowboys actually had control and had a chance to win, pull, sneak out this victory. You know, Matt Castle. I don't think Matt Castle looked too bad um, as the Cowboys starter. Des Bryant did return, and that's where I want to get into discussion about it. It's, it's so men, it's so much stories that's going along with the Cowboys organization behind the scenes, off the field. I should say, not nearly behind the scenes. I mean, obviously, it's on the scene moments with Greg Hardy. And all the stuff he had going through all week. And, you know, with Hall of Famer Haley talking to him from the Cowboys and, you know, getting under his skin. He, he played well Sunday. And, you know, he didn't let it out to the media. He let his performance do the talking. And which that's what I wanted Greg Hardy to do. So congrats on that. I pat you on the back. Let's see how you, you know, do this. That is how a leader is formed, Jerry Jones. But then he got a guy on the offensive end. This guy named Des Bryant. Um... Goes on a tirade after the game. Obviously, he's upset after losing. Uh, going now, sitting at two and five. It is time to hit the panic button now for the Dallas Cowboys. But he goes on a tirade about a serious situation between uh, Ricardo Lockett uh, was being blocked on a uh, punt return. Um, he was on his way to make a tackle. He was one of the gunners in uh, the punt formation, and he he gets knocked out by one of the Cowboys players. Um, he was knocked out cold, literally laying on the ground there. And uh, it was Vine videos being showed or as if, uh, you know, Des Bryant was, you know, not applauding and being classless of the situation. I don't see Des Bryant being that type of guy. And, you know, he came out going on a tirade afterwards and saying, you know, you media, you guys know, sure know how to flip the script. Sure know how to make me the bad guy every time. It was very upset. He has a right to be upset. Um, but you got to control, you know, your temper. You got to control your, 
your emotions at certain times, Des. Remember, you know, the target is always on your back. You, you're the leader now in that offense. You're the guy that's standing out, uh, the ultimate playmaker Playmaker with Romo being down and Witten, uh, you know, battling through his injuries but still being on the field. Des Bryant, you're the guy that looked at. Now, you did have a pretty, uh, I don't know how to say this, uh, poor performance going against, you know, the best one of the best corners in football, Richard Sherman, in which Richard Sherman had that body on clamps. Um, but you just had a game, I believe, what, two catches, eight yards, something like that. Um, it, it was literally, you, you don't, you're not 100%, and it shows. You're about 85, eight, I'll say about 85%. Um, but you can't go out there 85% against a, a Richard Sherman, and um, he was being targeted six times, only had two receptions. I wasn't expecting much, but, you know, you're just getting back into things. Just now getting healthy. You can't get caught up in what the media does. You already have so much going on with this Cowboys organization. You still, and you know, you can still fight for the playoff position in that NFC East, especially with, you know, the Giants taking another loss. You know, it still keeps you alive, Cowboys fans, Cowboys players, organization. It still keeps you alive. You know, even with the trades, you know, being talked about, looking at RG3, maybe being a Cowboy. Megatron's on the standpoint, you know, on on the trade block as well. So, who knows? Um, but there's you you got to control your temper. You got to keep keep that down. Yes, it was a huge, a very important series situation with Ricardo Lockett going down. Thank God he's okay. Uh, but literally, you got to be careful. Yeah, you you know, by controlling the moment. If he would have came out, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm frustrated about this video, this nonsense that's going on." That's not who I am. Then boom, you know. But to go on the tirade in front of everyone and you know, it 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 just does not fit the whole ideal scene, you know. Overall, so it still has that me mentality written all over it. You know, you you obviously you pay your condolences to you know Ricardo Lockett, making sure he's okay, make sure his health is okay. You're worried about him, but Michael Bennett calling, you know, Des Bryant or Cowboys seem classless. After the situation, it wasn't a classes. I mean, it wasn't a classic situation. It was a full-on legal block. You know, it was not a you know anything classless about it. It wasn't a dirty shot and dirty hit. But you know, the, I think the Cowboys organization handled it pretty well. You know, um, in the Ricardo Lockett standpoint, and it, just for Des Bryant, you can't go off, man. You got so much going on right now with that Cowboys organization. No more. Just no more. No need to tirade. No need to go off. You know, just keep playing football. You look at a guy like, let's go to another series situation, C. Smith. Um, you see them, the Baltimore Ravens, getting a victory. Well-deserved victory. Man, this team plays so freaking hard week in and week out. Some of the, most of the time they've been coming up short all season. But to see them get a victory, you know, um, at home against a tough San Diego Chargers, Chargers football team, to lose a guy like Steve Smith, who, you know, came out of the beginning of the season saying, hey, this is my last go-around. You know, I appreciate everything that's been done my whole career, but, you know, this is it. To see him go down with the torn Achilles and being out there for the rest of the season, that's tough. Seeing a guy who comes out in battle, that's a good guy. It's a good guy to model yourself after, to follow, especially in this diva uh, wide receiver uh, era that we're in right now. Steve Smith is a go-getter. He's a dog, and he's a doggy's dog world, and he shows it each and every game. Each and all, his whole effort is there. See him go out like this, it's tough, you know. I don't. I would not like to see him in his career 
going down with Achilles injury. I, I, I don't respect it. I, I don't I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to end it this way. I think he's going to come back next season. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if he ends it after this, I, clearly I understand why. You know, God does not want to deal with injuries for the rest of his life. But man, how tough that guy played his whole career! Huge kudos. You know, it's been a great one, Steve Smith. We appreciate it. I hope you know we can get one more out of you. You know, why not? Hopefully, you get back from this injury and you know continue on. But it was just emotional loss. Uh, man, unfortunately, we are out of time. There's so much more football I want to discuss. Man, going to the Oakland Raiders, I wanted to get into. Talking about Dabo Cephalosian, his situation with the FBI or with the uh, NYPD and his lawsuit. Ton of NBA games. Who's disappointed? But we got to get into it tomorrow, man. We got to get into it tomorrow. I got to kick off the Oakland Raiders and Jets conversation tomorrow. So that'll be fun to get into. Uh, tune into tonight's game, Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I do predict that Carolina's going to take care of business at home, but hoping that my Colts can do something. Just, just, just come out and look, look okay at least. Come on, Andrew Luck. Fortunately, we are out of time. I got to get out of here. Demry Lachey signing off. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 